get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario live from the new E&B Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center. And right now, we are very happy to go out to the Browning Group and Celebrity Line to be joined by a baseball writer for The Athletic. He is Eno Saris. He has some of the best breakdowns for pitchers that you can find. And the other day, Alex, he tweeted out, if your team is definitely headed towards the postseason, it seems like the thing to do right now is get like six or seven guys stretched out to 80 or more pitches if you can. You're going to use like five relievers you trust anyways maybe you should try piggybacking in September or October for preparation and when he tweeted that out I knew I wanted to get him on to be able to talk about maybe the Cardinals being a team that could do something like that next year Eno first of all thanks for the time as always how you doing today man I'm doing good thanks for having me on absolutely so when you tweeted that out I was thinking about the Cardinals in my mind and wondering okay are they the type of team that could maybe implement a strategy such as that. Because you think about the the young pitchers that they have currently in the system. I'm thinking Woodford and Oviedo and Liberator. Um, you look at what they have at the back end of their rotation right now. When you think about what you tweeted, do the Cardinals come to mind as a team that maybe could execute a plan like that? Yes, and um, I mean, it's a really difficult plan to, to, to thread the needle on because you, you know, if you're trying to, like the Dodgers or the Cardinals, just get in, um, then you don't really want to muck around with any sort of prep work. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's better if you know you're in, then you can kind of do this stuff. But I think Liberator is a really good example of what teams could do, which is, you know, if you have a hot young starting pitcher in the minor leagues, consider putting him on your playoff roster instead of that seventh reliever because you never really trusted that seventh reliever to begin with. And you may find you got Tanner Houck or Nick Pavetta, um, you know, just sitting there on your playoff roster when you need him. There's always going to be extra innings. And then the, the way we're using starting pitchers now, if your starter comes out in the third, but it's still a tight game, you might need someone to come in for three innings, and it's not going to be your seventh reliever. So, you know, I think Liberator could be the ideal kind of guy. Maybe he come up and, starts or maybe he's been up for most of the year but you know to have a young guy like that that maybe the league hasn't seen so much um i think would be great to have on tap and in fact the way that you know teams need to build their their starting rotations now they need to build it seven eight nine deep uh for the season anyway so i think the ideal thing would be a liberator would be like your six or seven starter not start in the major league uh get some time in the major league maybe not be uh, playing in September when everyone's fully healthy and then and then make it on the playoff roster anyway. So 
that's the sort of games I think people need to play now because starting pitchers are going, you know, 60 pitches now, it's 80 pitches. They're not going deep in the games in the play in the playoffs. That was where I was going to go next with it, you know, with Matthew Levitor, because he's an interesting one. You know, I've heard people talk about possibly using him like what the Dodgers have done with Julio Urias. Is that the best path for Matthew Levitor next season? Because even if he dominates in spring training, is that your opinion, his best path of starting with Memphis and just continuing to be stretched out and midseason injury or no injury coming up and being a part of the team's rotation or bullpen? Yeah, I you know, and the, another thing that teams are finding is that um, older starters, you know, older starters are aging better these days. It has something to do with, you know, I have a piece on this that, uh, you know, Wainwright is not just a one-off thing. You know, there are other older starters that are doing really well. It has to do with batters striking out more so older pitchers can get those Ks and stick around. Um, and it also has to do... Um, just with uh, with how the game is, you know, you don't have to throw your fastball as much anymore. So maybe it doesn't matter that your fastball is 88 or whatever. So, um, you know, what I think the, the Cardinals should do is probably sign some older pitchers, maybe one more than Wainwright uh, for the back end. You know, I'm thinking of, like, maybe Kershaw, depending on what his demands are. Uh, you know, he's injured, so, it, you know, I don't think he can ask for that much. Maybe Verlander coming off of injury. Maybe even a Granke. You know, these guys on a one- or two-year deal could come in, give you a back end so that Libertor starts in the minor leagues. Libertor, you know, just advances just as much as he needs to, and he's going to pitch next year. You know, those you know guys get injured all the time. He's going to pitch in the major leagues. And you bring him along. You don't let anybody see him as much as possible. Um, and then you hopefully say, oh, boom, we got Libertor in the third inning of the NLCS in 2022 and you guys haven't seen much of him at all. We're talking to Eno Saris, baseball writer for The Athletic. Follow him on Twitter at his name, Eno Saris, S-A-R-R-I-S. You know, as we're talking about some of the offseason decisions for teams and specifically the Cardinals, it, it's it's very interesting to me the way that teams are going to construct their pitching staffs going into the offseason. Because as I'm watching the Dodgers and I'm watching uh, all of these teams, really, their pitchers are going, their starters are going three, maybe four innings on on the good side of things at times. And that's just totally different than the way that the game is played in the regular season. And it's been trending this way for a while, but I feel like it's almost come to a head this year. How difficult in your mind is it going to be for teams to construct a pitching staff for the regular season and then also maximize that staff for the postseason? Because it almost feels like two different sports that are being played right now. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. Um, you, you you hear like Billy Bean, sort of talking about you know my poop doesn't work in the playoffs. Um, yeah, and then it just uh, the Rays. You know, I thought the Rays had a really good plan where they had like five eighty pitch pitchers and then a ton of good relievers, but you know it didn't work out for them either. Um, and I think it kind of didn't work out because they needed you know one or two more uh, long pitchers. So there's. <sighs> I think what's happening is, and this this part's kind of cool. I think what's happening is that teams are realizing that there are no. It's not just like two buckets. You don't just have a guy who can throw 120 pitches and a guy who can throw 20 pitches. There are guys who can throw 40 and 60 pitches, and there are guys who can throw 80. Um, and we're probably moving towards that as a sport in the regular season anyway. Um, but um, with roster rules, with the way people play, 162. It is a little bit different than when you get in the postseason. That's why I think September needs to be a time for every team to kind of almost transition to playoff ball 
when they need to start uh, considering taking players out, the pitchers out early and seeing which of their levers can be stressed. However, you can't stress your relievers all the way through September and October. You know what I mean? Like, if you were pitching Max Scherzer on his throw day all the way through September, mm-hmm. he'd just be done, you know? So, uh, to some extent, this stuff is just going to happen in October. Um, I don't know if we need to bake in more rest days. Then the playoffs get even longer. The playoffs getting longer. I, I, I hope seeing Matt Serzer say, my arm was dead, I hope that some teams say, you know what, I don't need to throw my starters on every, uh, on every throw day. What if I just have a better bullpen, or what if I do this, or what if I do that? What if I don't touch Max Scherzer, so I can have Max Scherzer on his A game when he starts, and he can go 120 pitches and dominate instead of you know closing out this other game? So uh, I think that some of the stuff that's happening in this playoffs may change things going forward. So, you know, with that being said, and when you look at this Cardinals upcoming offseason, you know, we've talked about how the bullpen's a big necessity. I know our producer Tanner Hendrickson believes that. And then we've also talked about what we talked earlier, uh, that you find some some help for the rotation. Where do you stand in terms of the biggest need for the Cardinals offseason? Well, I, you know, I think the biggest question, which is a little bit different, and I'm not answering your question right off the bat, but um, the biggest question is shortstop, I think. Um, because I think Paul DeYoung can be fine, but if you really want an offensive upgrade, there are a bunch of really expensive and exciting uh, shortstops on the market this year with Story, Baez, Correa. There's a bunch of chances to kind of remake your uh, – like if they sign one of those guys, they'd have the best infield in baseball. So, you know, uh, and then, uh, you know, youth on the outfield. It would be really exciting. You know, there's one pathway where you spend all your money on a shortstop um, and then – kind of uh, patch patchwork your, your pitching, get, get an older starter, get Granky, uh, you know, get, get uh, a reliever that people aren't really targeting, uh, that sort of deal. Maybe trade for a Kimbrel if there's enough money left. I mean, it's a question of how much money is left, and it's a question of what they do at shortstop. If they don't go big on shortstop, they can bid for somebody like Max Scherzer, remake their rotation with another ace at the top, um, and then uh, try to find some relievers. But... Generally, I, I'm not that big on spending big on relievers. That older pitching market that you, you talked about, you know, I, don't, I, I know you're not an agent, so it's kind of hard to project these things sometimes, but how much do you think it's going to cost to get some of those guys? Like, for, for example, Zach Grinke, is he going to have a big market this offseason? I think he'll have a market. Um, you know, I think you can look just to last year. There was a lot of pitchers that signed in the 1 and 10 mar- uh, bucket. Kluber. Uh, Garrett Richards, um, uh, Rich Hill, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, Wayno, yeah. You know, I think you'd be looking to get him at 1 and 10 or 2 and 20. And I think you, if you just put that sort of deal on the table for a bunch of different veterans, uh, you'll snag one. And on the shortstop portion, the final question that I had for you, Eno. If you were in charge of the Cardinals and I said, okay, uh, knowing what we know about what's, what it's likely going to cost for each of them and the differences in the price, which one would you be targeting going into the offseason? 100% Carlos Correa. 100%. I know that he doesn't pop as maybe the top three shortstop and that Baez has had better seasons. Um, Story has had better seasons probably. Uh, but Baez has, uh, I mean, you guys have seen this. He has a terrible plate approach, and it does not, that type of plate approach does not age well. It's the Josh Hamilton plate approach. It's the Pablo Sandoval plate approach. Those guys do not age well, and it's not a mistake. That you, when you're, 
your ability to make contact outside the zone just disappears at one point. So I don't want to be holding the bag uh, when Javier Baez stops making contact on pitches outside the zone. So, uh, you know, I like Trevor's story. And if he's undervalued because of the bad season and because of Coors or whatever, you know, I think, you know, the Cardinals know really well how, how awesome former Coors players can be, even in other parks. So, you know, pairing Story and Arenado, that makes a lot of sense if he's cheaper than Correa. But if I had, if I had my druthers and all the money in the world, I'd sign Carlos Correa. He's Eno Saris, baseball writer for The Athletic, has outstanding work over at The Athletic, and it's well worth the cost of subscription. You should check his, out his work over there where he does fantastic baseball breakdowns. Eno, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. All right, thanks for having me.